Father God, we come to you today with a opening prayer for, oh, you thought you were grown. Please watch over us and guide us and watch our mouths, Lord. Help us, help us speak, Lord, and project and just be great and watch over our viewers. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Oh, oh You, you thought, thought you were grown. <laughs> I am, I am Prissy Chrissy, and this is Debbie Cakes. We are a weekly podcast. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. We drop a new episode. You can catch us everywhere that podcasts are displayed. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Hey, if you know some places that we not, let us know so we can get there too. <laughs> all right. And before this is said and all is said and done, I need you all to do me a favor and like, subscribe, and comment. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if some feedback. We want to hear from you. Let's start our community. Okay. Yes, please let us know. Give us some feedback of how we doing. If Debbie you need to talk a little louder, because I do talk a little soft sometimes, and well, if Chris needs to, you know, unshine the forehead or something. Okay. Oh no, not the forehead. You know. <laughs> oh my goodness! But today's podcast <laughs> is about dating and relationships, and um, of course, we got a juicy hot topic for you guys at the end. And stay tuned for our one of our most likely crazy pictures or some bloopers, okay? Uh-huh. So, oh. Chris, are you dating or you single? Are you married? Let me see that rock. Well, I'm damn sure not married, okay? Let's start there. Mm. Okay, I'm not married, but I am in a relationship with my kid's dad. We've been together. We've been rocking for a minute, so... How long have you been together, Chris? Ah, damn. Let me do the mouth. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Since the sixth grade, off and on. Oh, no, you know what? I met him in the eighth grade. Oh, no, eighth seventh grade. grade. Seventh grade. I met him in the seventh grade when I was in the seventh grade. So I've known him like 20 plus years also. And uh, we've been my forever. I always think of that song with Alicia Keys and uh, Usher. My boo, my boo, my boo, my boo. Yeah, that's the song. Cause that's my boo. <laughs> but yeah, so we we've been rocking, trying to figure out this <clears throat> parenting and dating and getting older, like. having kids changes a lot <clears throat> growing up with somebody you've known since you were flat-chested and becoming a woman a 30-year-old woman which is a whole nother life experience um it's it's difficult but still it's rewarding at the same time i love them hate them all in the same sentence all at the same time <laughs> well you love somebody when you can hate them when you can like he get on my nerves. I hate him. That means you actually just love that person. Yeah, it's like yeah. you can love him and still be folding his clothes. Like oh, I can't stand his mama folding his drawers, <laughs> like, cooking his plate. <laughs> yeah. So like that's a real you thought you were grown relationship. Like he's seen you at like flat chested. He's seen you like as a 
kid with breaths in your hair and now as a woman mm -hmm. and you know that sometimes that transition is hard to see each other like that um because even for me like knowing him from a kid and accepting him as a man and becoming a woman for him or being the woman he needs is different for it's just a different dynamic because before you know you're a teenager you can get away with anything you cute you don't really have to do much you, you're not looking for much you don't know what to look for in a relationship and then becoming a being with a man that you've seen grow up and you kind of grow up together you really don't say what you need you because other people outside you expect them to do it so when you're in this relationship you don't I don't know if I'm making sense you don't say what it you need sense. and you just looking at the other person like why are you not doing this without saying it and then now you bumping heads and feeling some kind of way like your meet your needs are not met because no one's actually saying how they've grown and what they now need or um, expect from the relationship, man, this is the hardest thing I've ever, like, I keep saying this is the hardest relationship I've ever been in. It really is. It really is the hardest relationship I've ever been in um, trying to work. And it's a lot, a lot of times when I try to talk to other people about it, um, they always say, oh, I don't know how you do this, or I would have left a long time ago, but a lot of it is... <laughs> Child, don't look at I me. I, it was, I ain't say it. I ain't say it. Maybe I, I did say it. I said it. I don't know how you but, did it or do it. But a lot of people haven't done what I'm trying to do or what we're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? And with kids, it's different. Like it's not only now; it's no longer you two. It's you two plus three, three children. Three children, and we always say, like even we may we be like this is forever. I don't know what you think about sir. Ma'am, forever, ever, like, <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. Even if, I always say this, even if, God forbid, there is a reason we grow apart and we can't be together, he's going to be my neighbor. You are not leaving me with children. I did not sign up to be by myself with these kids. So you will live next door. Hey, girlfriend, like, <laughs> get somebody who's level-headed because we've been through some real stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like some real things that would normally break people. And we've yeah. gotten stronger. Yeah. I still can't stand them, but. I think that happens. Like we go through things. And the fact that we went through things together. And it's like it made us stronger because you were there for him at those times. And he was there for you at right. those times. So it kind of builds a stronger bond. And not that a respect. Like. No matter what, I respect you because you well, you've you been three kids, huh? You, you well, have three kids. Well, not even not, not outside of three kids, because people break up all the time and and they walk away from situations. But I'm saying, even if we have to do that, I respect you in a different kind of way. I see you in a different kind of light. Like I respect you, so that's why I said like. You could be my neighbor. Like, I don't want, just don't do nothing that's going to cause any bad rifts or bad bloods because we still got to raise these kids together. But not that, God forbid, it happens because I'd be devastated. I, I love a little second boy. Them. <laughs> so, but I'm just saying, if it did, I respect him so much that we could just still be cool. We could be neighbors and raise these kids together, you know, be a family. We're family for life, regardless. 
That's good. What about you? I don't. I I am single, Ooh. but um, I I was married before and divorced, and I have a um, sperm donor, but like not a sperm donor. Yeah, definitely a sperm donor. <laughs> But I still have the mutual respect for them. Like, I've never been in a relationship where I don't talk to that ex anymore. Like, he pissed me off so bad that I don't have a relationship or I don't talk to out of... Like, me and my ex-husband, we're still, like, cordial. Mm -hmm. Like, before his relationship now, we would go to the movies, we'll still hang out. Like, I don't have no ill feelings towards him. It didn't work out, you know? I'm not going to force nothing that didn't work. And I'm going to move on and live my life. And if, you know... If we be cordial, we be cordial. But there's not one relationship I can say that I've been in and that I do not speak to that person anymore, or I just do not. We're not Facebook friends or Instagram friends. Shit, I don't yeah, care. I'm do. friendly. I'm that kind of person. I'm. I'm yeah, you're very friendly because an ex is an ex. Bye. Toodle. Yeah, I'm weird like that. Like they're still dinner in my life, but if I see them in the streets, hey, how you doing? We had that mutual respect. So, um, because yeah. I don't leave any relationship i guess ill will like we'll talk about and say hey this is not gonna work out let's just move on like it's never nothing crazy but i am single i've been single for some time now ain't gonna put no date on it because lord it's <laughs> it has been a while you tell my business and stuff but i've been single and um are you I enjoying it I love being single. I like not telling people what, I, what I'm doing. Like, I like to just get up and go. Like, I feel like a relationship, if I want to just get up and go, I say, hey, guess what I'm doing? Hey, X, Y, and Z, this is what I'm doing. Well, I'll just get up and do. I don't have to answer nobody. I ain't got to tell nobody nothing. I love it. So let me tell y'all about Miss Debbie Cakes over here. When she was married, she was in my okay? She was in her marriage, okay? <laughs> Those doors were shut. Where nobody get inside her marriage. She, I had moved down there, and I might have saw her maybe five times, and I would have to go to, like, their family events to <laughs> see my friend. She was such a wife, like, but she looked like she was so happy in her zone. You don't miss being married. Like, I just can't believe you don't miss that. I do miss being married. Like, I miss having a routine with someone. Like, like having that person there to talk about your day and, you know, do things with them and talk about topics like books that I'm reading or whatever I'm into. Having that partnership, I do miss. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason I was so MIA in my relationship is because I was very submissive to my spouse. And I think when I'm in any relationship, I'm that way. I'm very submissive to the person that I'm in a relationship with, you know, but you have to, it's not like I'm just going to be with somebody I'm submissive. No, you have to be giving me what I need, you know, feeding me so I can feed you and we can be together. And it's just like a fortress. And that's how I am in my relationships. Yeah. And I mean, I'm submissive, but I'm not MIA. I am submissive and I'm MIA. Like, it's me and my man, which I won't. <laughs> but we spoke, Christy. Although you lived in Florida, we did speak all the time. We did speak. But it was like a three-way relationship. Like, it was you, me, and Jay. Like, <laughs> Yeah, my husband never left my side, y'all. Yeah, he was me. really there. He was yeah. there. And like people like, like, oh, does that bother you that he was always there and that you didn't have near space? It really didn't. 
No, like, because you like him. Yeah, I don't I liked him. I liked being around him. So it didn't bother me. Yeah. So I'm I'm like you. Like I don't mind. Like he can smother me. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like funny like that. I think that's why we work because we both are like we could be around each other, but don't have to be up under each other. Up under each other, so we get our space. Like sometimes I'm just like I just need to be Christy and not your your woman, not their mama. I just need to be myself without any requirements. But I think I'm about being in a relationship. I miss the spontaneousness, like the spontaneity. I don't, have, I don't said that wrong, but I said the word wrong. Don't ask. But yeah, I miss being spontaneous because we have kids and so many of them. It's hard to do like, like do us how we used to do us, and I miss that. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um. I missed um, just hanging out, just having somebody to talk to. Like, there's no man in my life right now, so mm. I just do me. But yeah, I know that's fun too. It's good. It's fun. How was the dating with Noah? Like, dating with Noah. Is that my baby right here in the background? Yeah, she done woke up. Oh, okay, she just chilling though. She's not crying. She's not crying. She's like, hey, come get me. Come get me. <laughs> Um, dating with Noah, it has been a challenge. It's like, cause I feel like some of these men that I would date, they really want me to like be up under them, but I gotta let them know I'm a mother first. Mm-hmm. I'm a mother first and then we can do whatever. Let me take care of him, make sure he's okay. And then I'll, you know, and that's how it's going to be, I guess, in my next relationship that he will have to. Your phone needs to be on silent. That's my computer. My phone is on silent. My computer is not on silent. Sorry. But um, I just feel like Noah comes first. So it's kind of hard. Mm. And I've dated, not, Noah's five, about to be five now. I've dated several people because I've been single since I've had Noah. So um, I've dated a couple guys and only one person met Noah, which is crazy to know. Mm. Like I keep him away from people because he's has a um addicting personality like he is that word, word to say addicting no he doesn't have, i don't think addiction is the right word he's uh, uh, once noah like has a routine or he knows someone he he's either gonna attach to you or he's not gonna fool with you and once he likes you he likes you he likes you and he gets used to you and he is yeah. be there and i don't want Nobody. To I feel think like, like any child too, really, because they'll be asking about people. Like my kids are asking about people they met one time. It's like you don't know that person. Let's move on. Not that I've dated anybody else. I've been with the kids there. Like even when we worked together while we were having kids, um, I never dated anybody else. I tried to go, like try to talk to people like twice, but I was too scared. Too no, scared. I jumped right in it. Mm-mm. I remember, like, after I had Gaby, we, because between Mr. and Gaby, we, we broke up sometime between, like, actually, we broke up maybe, like, two weeks before I found out I was pregnant with Gaby, you know, <laughs> we were, weren't together, and I remember after I had him, I had went back to work, and I worked in, um, in Midtown, Atlanta, and there was a radio station at the building so we see I see celebrities all the time and 
this one actor was there and he was just talking. He was a man. He was talking to me. And I got so nervous. Like, he was like, you know, just asking, what's your name? And I'm like, Chrissy. He's like, oh, I could take you out sometime or, or something. He asked me something like that or for my number or something. And I was like, I got kids. <laughs> I got kids. I got kids. Like, oh, I got your <laughs> and then he was like, well, damn, how many kids you got? I'm like, two. He's like, man, you said it like you had a blessed load of kids, man. <laughs> I'm just so nervous. I was just so nervous. I still, I don't like people to talk to me like, like men to approach me mm. while I'm with my kids. That's how nervous I get. Like, I start sweating. I don't like it. Why so, you tell on you like daddy? I'm talking to oh, a, a, man, a man or what is my, my kids are jack A's, like <laughs> they really are. They, they're just like their daddy. Listen, they would. I remember one time I was in Walmart and a man was just standing next to us and Gabby would be like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> That's not your daddy, sir. <laughs> you know who your daddy is. Stop that. <laughs> Just embarrass me, and they think it's so funny. They do that all the time. All the like, time. if men try to talk to me, they will be like, "Daddy, like, what are you?" Getting? And they only four and five, y'all. <laughs> they already know the game. It's a game to be played. Yes. Okay? <laughs> they embarrass me all the time. So you did tell the people that you've been single since Noah's been born, right? Mm-hmm. Why, how did you, what happened, like, why, why did you leave that situation, and how did you know it was time to move on? Well, me and my baby daddy, the we had, hmm? the, yeah, the we had a, a great relationship. We was doing really good, um, and then I got pregnant, and it was like, oh, he's so excited, and then, I don't know, it was like a, a switch just you know, change and he was like, Oh, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. Doing what? There's a baby in here. What are we, exactly. not, doing? What are we not doing anymore? <laughs> like but and then we got to back together and then he asked me to marry him after no it was like two months. We didn't date at all. He we were just he was like, you know what? We have a son together. I don't want to live in separate homes. We should get married. And I'm like, but we're not even together. Like, we can't even work this out. And he's like, no, we should get married and move in together. And I said, I'll do it for the baby. You know, that's the thing. People say, I'm going to do it for the baby. Like, I'm pregnant. Let me do it for the kid. Mm-hmm. Or I have a child and this is the father. Let me just make it work because he's a father. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, he was just doing, moving different. I'm like, no. While you were living with him? While we were just talking, like oh, talking, talking about getting back together, getting married, yeah, uh-huh. talking about getting back together, and talking about getting married, and it's something just didn't feel right, and we end up, I end up finding out he was cheating, and that was it. You know, that's one thing I don't tolerate is cheating. There's, I tolerate a lot, but that one little thing is just like, mm, that's not, can't do it. So that happened, and I just we never got back together, and we. So after he, you found out he was cheating and you just cut him dry, you didn't go you didn't, cut really cut it, cut it like no, no, go past go, and I was okay with that. 
You don't do too tough with cheating at all. You gotta make that clear. Yeah, that's why I love for my husband. I just don't do cheating. It's just one thing that I can't talk. I think once the trust is broken, there's no coming back. Like there can be comeback, but I ain't got time for that. Like I feel like if you did it once, you'll do it again. Right. I always say that, and I was because we talk about that in our in, in my relationship about cheating and whatever. And, and you know, I have to reiterate like cheating is a no go. Uh-huh. Anything you didn't get out is gone. Because if you cheat now, it's over. Um, I think the hardest part is not the actual cheat. It's the deception and also the work you have to do to work past it. And I'm not up for it. I'm not up because you really get torn down. And then you got to try to build yourself up. And then for some reason, to me, men don't understand, like, once you do something, it doesn't automatically get healed. Like, you could do something and something feels familiar and re-spark that same energy all over again yep oh like being married and him uh like trying to work things out like he'll go to the grocery store and don't take and like go get some peanut butter and take like 20 minutes or more it didn't take it long what you was doing you just get paranoid who the hell was at the grocery store who take 20 minutes to go to let me see your phone why go through that it's just too much Mm -hmm. much. And, and i always say like you don't want to you you don't want to date me after you cheated on me. Because I'm not the same person. Listen, I'm really not. Mm-mm. I'm so paranoid. Like, what was that? What you doing? Let me see your drawers. <laughs> not that I'm mean. Like, you bitch. And for me to do that me. is a lot. Yeah, it is. It is. I see women who do it. And, it, and I'm like, girl, you better than me. You better than me. I can do it. I, it's hard for me. Although, I don't say, I just, it's just too much work. Like, I feel like with my son's father, maybe I should have worked in because we have a kid together, but it's, it's too much. Once the trust is broken for me, I'm just that kind of paranoid person already prior to you cheating. Now that you cheated, it's like, damn so i'm i feel like i'm healed now like you know you have to go through that process you mm-hmm. can't bring baggage to a new relationship so i i had to get i had i saw i got i suck i suck i i socked out i i, I not sorted. socked out you sought sought yeah we're gonna learn this english today i sought <laughs> out professional help like yeah. just for healing processes, not only my relationship, but other things in my life. And I was able to learn to let go. So I'm not starting a new relationship with baggage. I'm coming into a new relationship with a clear head. And this is new. This is not Jay. This is not sperm donor. This is not kryptonite. This is a whole new relationship. Wow. We're starting off fresh and brand new. So you know, also, um, for me, I don't think I have, when I went and got therapy, it was never about my past relationships. I don't, I think, I don't even know if I've ever, like, dealt, I don't think I've dealt with it, but I don't think it's a big thing. Like, I haven't tapped into that to see, like, the times that I did get cheated on, if it was a big thing. Um, it, it probably was. There's sometimes we hold on to baggage that we don't even know that it's a problem. Like not even like 
like our parents' issues we hold on to and bring them into our into our relationship like right or even raising our children like raising our children oh yeah that is for our, 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 our relationship so it's like you have to seek out help and this month is actually mental um health and awareness month oh so, yeah yeah it is I yeah so that. you people should definitely go and, and seek therapy if yeah. you feel like you're right because sometimes i see a lot of things come up i always say that like having kids it's um, brings to light the things that you did not resolve uh, growing up mm-hmm. because those fears you project on your kids. your kids and there's things that has happened or I've experienced that I haven't told anybody about and I'm so guarded with my children over them that I'm so scared that they I don't ever want them to feel that you know what I'm saying I don't ever want anything anybody to take advantage of them in their innocence and that's why I always keep saying like it's important for me for my children to remain children one and two like I don't want anything to stop their smile mm-hmm. I don't want anybody or any- light. say it again to dim their light right 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 and it, it had to be like someone Chris calling it out their dad calling it out to me like um you got a, you got an issue that's your issue and our children are okay. That's you, your issue. You know what I'm saying? Instead of putting that and, and projecting that onto the kids so that they live in fear and they can't live their full lives. Mm-hmm. Um, because with me, with me, like because Noah is autistic and he mm-hmm. speaks, but he doesn't like speak in like full like sentences or like tell you what's really going on. He's more of a paraphrase kind of kid. It it scares me to like let go and let somebody watch my child like one person that watch my child is his real mother my mom my grandma that's what i call her <laughs> his real mama, <laughs> mama because ain't got nobody got time for that but you know i felt like i'm afraid to let him with a friend or oh whoever because i just don't know and i'm and i project that fear onto other people watching my kid mm-hmm. or just I not even watching my kid, just him not being able to express to me what's going on with him. So I'm extra careful with him. Right. Even when you go around with people, when you're with him around people, mm-hmm. are you that same fear? Very guarded. Very, very guarded. And I, I take everything very literally. No, she <laughs> is like, I call hypersensitive to Noah. I'm hypersensitive, but I'm learning not to be so hypersensitive because a lot of people just don't understand uh-huh. his condition. I'm working on it. Good job, because she will not cut you out real good about that baby. Let me tell you, she gonna <laughs> read your grandmama about that baby, and it'd be like, Debbie, that's the time to educate the people they don't know. Even though, I don't know, maybe because to me, because I have family members who have some spectrum of autism, like from not speaking, their speech being delayed and not using the bathroom until they're like eight, you know what I'm saying? I mean, not using the bathroom, but like being potty trained to like eight years old. So I used to watch my little cousin. He was like that man. So yeah, so I understand it in a different way. Like, oh, he'll be, you know, no, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll learn how to express himself. You know, you catch it early. He'll be fine. But Debbie's like, no, 
don't say that about my baby. And I snap zero to hundred. I, <laughs> I, but I'm getting better. I'm getting to know that people are not aware mm-hmm. of autistic, you know, awareness. They're not, they don't know what it is. They just see Noah either hyperactive or not speaking. And they just feel like something is wrong with him. Mm-hmm. You know? So they already project like, Oh, something's wrong with this kid. Let's know. Right. And when people don't know things, they tend to be ignorant. And I get more ignorant. How about that? <laughs> double your ignorance. <laughs> I double, bitch. I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm on it. And in a good way. I'm going the off on oh, you. Yes. Period. Yeah. I don't see. Nothing I don't be like Debbie. You said what? No, no, Debbie. No. I have custom fan members out. I'm sorry, you guys. I know you guys yeah. are. I apologize, and I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely. I just. Somebody could like say something and not really mean it, but I just, in my mind, I take it that way. I'm very hypersensitive when it comes to my child because I only got one and he's my, like he, he's my everything. And I'm working on not projecting and saying, you know what? They just don't know. Right. But I mean, I was educate them on what's going on with Noah and mm-hmm. how he acts and this is what he does. And sometimes he took off his clothes and some, you know, he just, just things that I got to let people know. About right, am I dating? Yeah, I was gonna ask. So, do you think that's another reason why people haven't met Noel? Is because of your hypersensitivity towards him, or that that feeling that you need to protect him? Do you think? I don't think it's. I don't think it's his autism that's causing me not to let people meet Noah. I think I don't want. I don't want him to meet somebody that's not serious like right once i know that you're serious and we're going somewhere like this is actually going somewhere then you can meet my child but if it's just going to be like a fling or just the hey let me get to know you and you're just playing games you need to meet my son for what right why why give him that connection when it's going to be severed because you can get yeah, serious yeah. not serious <sighs> And I think that's the other reason why I was not able to move on <clears throat> once we did when we did have those splits or breakups um, because my kids are always with me like either they're in school or but they were young at this time so they were always with me like I was either working or with my kids and to date someone new like I would have to have a baby on my hip, like, you know, two babies on my hip to be going on dates, and that ain't cute, so, and it's like, you know, they have a dad, so I don't want to put that pressure on nobody else. Yeah, I don't want nobody to feel like I want them to be their Noah's father, Mm -hmm. because Noah doesn't have one, so I don't want people to feel like I'm pressuring you to be a father, a father figure. Like right. my son doesn't have a father, but he has plenty of father figures, like mm-hmm. his uncles and his um, godfather. And he has so many men in his life that are guiding him in the right way that my man don't need to be a father figure. I would like that if you're my actual man and you want to be a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. But if you're just a, somebody I'm dating or just nothing or just going out for eats, why are you into my child? Yeah, I know, know what I noticed though. Normally, stand up guys like to presume that role, even if you're not dating. Like when we go to the barber shop, the men in the barber shop will pre- like if I'm just going in there, they'll 
they'll stand in that role like the enforcer or the father figure or like the uncle, like the guy who sometimes cuts his hair. Um, there's two, like they call him Uncle J or actually well, Uncle T and Mr. J. Like they they stand in there and they have that. Actually, I don't mind that. Like in that area because it's like other men outside of your daddy who will hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. I I don't mind that. When Noah was going to the barbershop with uh, you got to make me emotional. I'm thinking about you right now. About who? You, his barber that passed away. Yeah, he was it's... a big figure in Noah's life. Like at the time where Noah would start getting a haircut, like at one, two years old, and Noah was, I was finding out he was autistic. I was like on panic mode and my barber at the time, his son was autistic and he said, he's going to be all right. Don't worry. He was always there and give me words of encouragement. You may he rest in peace. This man was my like, listen, I can't even, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. He was basically my rock. He was my man. We just had a, a relationship about Noah and it just like, I just loved him. If I had a problem, I had, I had something going on, I can talk to him about Noah and he would know because his son was autistic. And yeah, he, he was older. really good with Noah. I remember we took so the haircut. So good. So now I just cut Noah's hair myself. You see that hypersensitive? I go to the barbershop now and he's man looking like, oh, he's too much or he's not sitting still. Don't look at my child like that. Oh. And so I cut his hair myself now. I don't even go to the barbershop. I just do it myself. Yeah. You know what I end up doing? I know messaging them and letting them know, like, hey, I'm looking for a barber, and I have two sons, and, and I just let them know uh, in advance. I don't know. That's maybe the mama jury me, like, mommy, <laughs> I just let them know, hey, they're coming, they're back to back. They could be a handful. I've been to barbershops where people will see me and know Noah's condition. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want him. Oh, yeah, see, I I reach out ahead of time and let them know, like, can you handle this? If you can do my baby like that, yeah, because I, I do that too. Because some people can't really cut, and I'd be like, no, you said you can cut, so sir, I can cut now. I'm certified. Mm-mm, look at you, you gonna be cutting my baby's hair, no ma'am. You should do a bald head. <laughs> tell you I do a bald head. Yeah, he don't need no line. <laughs> he gonna get this same haircut for the rest of his life. Well, not the rest of life, but you know, until I start cutting, until he's able to being so hypersensitive towards the clippers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's another thing. So, Chris, what is the topic of the day? Oh, so. This is a couple of weeks old, but I just wanted to talk about this to see where you, if you've experienced this before. So on the show, um, what's the show called? Couples Retreat. Um, Yandy and Mendici are a married couple. Mendici had went to prison for like five years, and Yandy was like faithful to him and committed to him and her marriage to him and their family the whole time. And during this retreat, um, he was. She asked him what he held her would he have held her down the same way and his response was i don't know so my question yeah girl everybody was looking at him like yeah what you mean but i mean in his defense he did say he was like i never been through it so i don't know i can't tell you an answer to something i never lived through but hypothetically let's say i will have you been through the have you ever had to hold a man down during jail I have. I have. I was really young at the time. 
I was really young at the time and I was dating this guy and um, he was older than me and he went to jail and I had to basically hold it down. But my thing is like, he would go to jail all the time and I would like, nigga. And he'd be like, he'll go missing. And I'm just thinking like, hey, he's just chilling. Like we didn't have that relationship where we talked all the time and he would go missing. He'd like, you didn't call me. I was locked up. Ain't nobody knows locked up. Huh? And I was like, I was like 16 at the time. I'm like, what do you want me to do? And being crazy. grown in these people's being grown, thinking you was grown. <laughs> I thought I was grown, you guys. I was only 15 when I got in a relationship, and he was 23. And should be locked up. He should have been locked up. He did, he should have been locked up. But I didn't know. I didn't know he was that old. We were dating for maybe a year or two. And um, he told me he was 19. I'm like, 19, I'm 15. Okay, yeah. my man is grown. He got a car. He got a house. I was like, mm, I'm thinking I'm grown. And only 15, 16, you guys. And I was so like, he picked me up from school. That was my man. I was, can't nobody tell me nothing. And um, he went to jail. And I was like, I would hold it down. I would just, okay. Would you put money on his books and stuff like that? No, he just called me. What, and you what? answer the phone and pay for it? Yeah. Yeah. He paid my phone. So he paid for it basically. Listen, for, for four years, he paid my phone. Even when we weren't together, he always made sure my phone bill was paid. So he's able to reach me whenever. When he was locked up, he needed somebody to talk to. That's why he paid that phone bill. Probably. And I was so young, thinking I'm grown. Oh, no, man. I would have. Yeah. I didn't I... know he was that old until like two years later. So imagine two years later. I'm thinking he's only 19. I'm 15. This is going to work. Okay. And yeah. then he reached for my ID. It's on top of the files. You know, back in the days, you put the, your ID up there. So I grabbed the ID. I looked at the year. I said, You old ass motherfucker. <laughs> This 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 don't add up as nineteen. If I'm born eighty seven. You born nineteen seventy two. You old dusted jailbird. Like no sir. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. I lied to you. Yeah, I am mad. Like he should be under the jail. Me to be such predators, like sir. And I thought I was grown. I looked like I was grown. And you still talk to him after you knew his age? Because it was too late then, huh? It was too late then. It was two years in. Like, what already more? invested. Already invested. I've been lied to by age, but let me tell y'all my little half a jail story because I ain't holding nobody down. You better do some, like, um, mistaken identity kind of stuff. Okay? It wasn't me. It, it, I ain't holding it. I'm not that. I'm not the ride or die. I'm like, why well, we gotta ride? Where we going? And why I'm dying? Like, I'm not her. And so I went on a date. I was young. I was grown though. I was like, were you really grown? I was really grown. I was like 21, 22. That's not grown. No, I was an adult. I was, I was of age. Oh, I was a teenager. Okay. And I met this guy out and about, and he wanted to take me out. So we went to the, you know, movies. We went out to eat. And then um, I had, at this time, I was living with my grandma. And we, I didn't want to, we didn't go home right away. We were just talking. Actually, this is why I should have known it was ghetto. Because before we came home, we stopped by this little house that's a fucking trap house that I, 
never even saw the house before. Like, my mom lived on the street, and I never saw this house before. Like, it's on the way to go to my mom's house. I never saw the house before. And it took me to the house. I should have knew it was a... It was done then. <clears throat> but I still had to go home. At this time, I was riding with people. I wouldn't have... I, anyways, so let me get to the story. So... We're outside my grandma's like neighborhood on the other side, and we're just part talking, cutting. T- you know, it's good conversation. There's nothing too much, and then all of a sudden, the police pulls up behind us, and he's like, "They're gonna ask who was driving. You're gonna say you were driving." And I'm like, "What? Uh huh." He's like, they're going to put me in handcuffs. He's just telling me everything that's about to happen. They're about to put me in handcuffs and tell them that you were driving. I'm like, okay. So they get up. They come to the car. They ask for his ID. He gives them the ID. And then while he was in the driver's seat, I was in the passenger seat. But while he's in the driver's seat, he's throwing stuff from under the driver's seat behind him. I'm like, what the? What is going on? He's like tossing in the back seat, which is dumb because we're in the car still, sir. We're we're still in the car. The cops see y'all moving. Yeah, one. I'm not moving. I'm like this. I'm scared. <laughs> What's going on? So the police officer comes back. They just like he said. They put him in handcuffs. And they take him to the car. They put him in the back seat. The police officer comes on the other side. He says, "Ma'am." Who was driving this car? Just like he said. I said he was driving the car. No ride or die. No ride or die. I don't know this man. I'm not riding the die. That's dumb. I don't know you, sir. I just met you. But while he's talking to me, the police officer is pulling tags out of the car. Well, he was storm back there for tags. What kind of tags? So, turns out, this man's car... It's the same car that they were doing crimes in. Like, they were actually doing crime in his car. They were, at some point in time, in, like, Atlanta, a big thing was they would pull up to a store, bust the store out, and grab all the clothes out of the store. Oh, my God. So, he was doing that with his car, and they would just change the tags on the car. They would steal people's tags and change them on the car. So the police officers let me know what's going on. I said, sir, I don't know this man. I just met this man. I can show you the text message we just met. Like, I'm just giving it all. Like, I don't have nothing to do with nothing. So then the police officer takes me. I'm like, you cannot pull up to my grandma's house and let me out of a police car. Like, that, my family would not shut, would not be able to just leave the alone. Who would shun you, girl? Girl. So I'm like, just drop me off and I'll walk <laughs> But yeah, and then the suck up when fast forward, he gets, uh, I guess he gets, I don't know how he got my number again, but he calls me and he's like, it's like months later, it's like nine months later. He's like, yeah, I'm out of jail. What's up with you? Uh, not a goddamn thing, sir. I don't even know you. Don't got my phone no more. What's wrong with you? That's crazy. You even asked me to do that. You crazy, sir? Uh-uh. That's the most right um that's the most jail time I I'm not her. Yandy's a real one. You're a real one. Cause I'm a real if it's my man, if we're married, I'ma stay. If you marry you think he will stay? If I'm married, I'm gonna stay. That's my husband. He was doing time. I'll spend the money. You were spending the money. Why not stay? Like Okay, you- that's different. No, see, man, BC did the crime before they got married. 
Oh. Mm-mm. She didn't get the benefit of that. You know, I don't watch these um, Mm-mm. trash TV that y'all watch. I love it. It's mm-hmm. my guilty pleasure. But yeah, so he had did it crime before. They met. And now yeah. No, I wouldn't have. I would have been like, divorce. You can wait I don't know what I would have done. I'm lying. Because it was Chris, I don't know. That, that's different. It's different. It was Chris. I'll be writing him. Holding it down. With your pilgrim of children. I was, I'm older now. Like, maybe at 20, in my 20s, I wouldn't have. But 30s, I would. If it's not nothing dumb, like, Chris is not going to do nothing stupid to lose his freedom. Mm-hmm. But if it was like something dumb and I was young, I wouldn't have done it. I don't suggest nobody in their 20s be trying to hold nobody down. Let them go, sis. Let them go. Especially in your 20s. You're young. Yeah. In your teens. Let them go, sis. I was in my teen. I was in my teens. Yeah, you had no business. I, I, I had no business dating him in the first place. I would give a damn if he went to juvenile. Let him go. If he went into detentions. Let him go. He's not worth it. You don't. What you date? Trying to hold somebody down. You I, I swear, my daughter. I, I promise you, I'm gonna be like to her, like, girl, why are you 20? Get to know yourself. These men ain't going nowhere. Stop thinking you grown. Mm-mm. Don't be in a rush to be trying to commit yourself to somebody. And be, be yeah, get to know you who you your are. youth. Yeah. Well, you know me. I would have been partying because you know I like being single. I enjoy being single. So I'd have been partying up and living it up. Oh, yeah, if you were married. Oh, girl, I was partying. While you wasn't married, while you was married, oh, I had fun. And now that I'm not married, I'm having fun. And I'm over <laughs> here like, take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. Yeah, I was having fun, like... While you was in a marriage, yeah, I got married so young, so I thought yeah. I was grown. So I, you, I got married young, and I feel like a lot of that my youth I lost at six years, you know. So you were married from 21 to 27, yeah. Oh, wow! So I didn't get to like, I didn't travel, I just worked, worked and took care of my man, and that's all we did, like. We didn't travel. We didn't take vacation. No, uh, everything was about a family. With them. everything was about family, and I don't have a problem with that. Like, and you know what? I I would do it again. Like, that's something I said I would do again. Like, it's not like I I don't regret any of my decisions in life. So, yeah. I say just do it, but still have your separate girls' time and your family. Oh, now I'm gonna get married. Now it's gonna be a whole different ball game. I will be submissive, but I would need to have me. I need to have my own identity and and be myself and have my my own me time. Yeah, yeah, it's a different. I think submission goes both ways. Like the husband has to be able to submit as well as the wife. Like you have to submit to the relationship, whatever's the greater good for the relationship and the family. I think so. Mm, that's my opinion. Who knows? I'm still trying to figure this shit out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm over here still trying to figure it out. This is hard. Relationships are hard. Uh, the, I can't even it's imagine. All, like, you know, it's all about communication. I believe communication. Once there's communication in a relationship, you know, everything else will work out. But without communication, 
Yeah, but sometimes those conversations are hard. Sometimes it's hard to communicate. But you have to have that conversation. And it's yeah. my last, I won't say relationship, my last person I dated. Situation shoot. My, my last, um, what's that called? Entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't entanglement, but my last entanglement, I learned, I learned myself. I learned a lot about myself. I learned how to communicate effectively and let you know how I feel. So the holding it, that's what I was doing in my marriage, holding a lot of my, my, it, what I, what I, was scared ask. I was scared to ask, scared to talk. I was young. I didn't know better. Mm-hmm. Now I'm able to express myself and say, Hey, what you're doing, I don't like, or can we do this instead? Or even in bed, like having that communication with that person is, was it's key. Once you have that communication, everything is fine. So, you know, it's a funny thing. Okay. So from like, I started dating at like 15, but I don't count it. I'm funny like that. Like I will dismiss some shit real quick in my life, even though it didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Stuff start falling off after seven years. You forget it. Yeah, it's like your credit report. But yeah, so from let's say from like my okay, so from my first relationship with Mister Man, um, I learned how to speak up because well, first I came in there, I was cocky inside. Like when I came in a relationship, I knew he liked me more than I liked him. He cared about me more, so I was cocky. So I wasn't scared to speak my mind, mm-hmm. but I had this idea that women still were to be t- to be submissive to a guy, and it was my job to please him. Even at that young age, that was my idea. Like I had to please him no matter what. And it, at some point, it started taking an effect on my body. I don't know if I want to be graphic or not, but we were things were just it was too much pleasing him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it, but I didn't say anything. So it was just like, I'd be in a suffering. And then after a while, I was like, we're going to take this elementary, sir. I'm going to have to draw some pictures. <laughs> Touch me here. <laughs> Do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to. <laughs> right here. Body. My head. I had to do that because I was in pain. Like, it was causing pain. And then from that, from so, like, I exited that relationship. And then from there to, like, 26, I was really single, single. And even though I was dealing and dabbling, I was single. And a couple people I just crossed off. I was definitely single. So, I, uh, <laughs> I, I learned myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really took that, that, I didn't intentionally take that time to learn myself. It just happened that way. Okay. Like, um, I just was like, if I'm going to get in a relationship, this is what I expect from a relationship. At like 27, I really felt comfortable in asking for what I want. I think at 26 is when I was dealing with the devil and that's when the devil cheated on me and I slid, got out of sight of my mind and I was like, oh, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Some some people get you to that point where you like kind of lose yourself. Mm-hmm. You really lose yourself. My baby daddy, I, I lost myself. I, listen, I'm going to jail. So you like think about it. Did that really just happen? Let me double yeah. back. And you become like this other person. Like mm. it took that 
like it took that situation and me having a newborn baby for me to say, hey, it's not about me anymore. It's about Noah. I don't want to go to jail for no man. So let me get myself together. Right, right. I don't even think it was that. I was just like, it had made me so, I was just like, I wasted my time. I told you what I wanted. I told you what I expected. And you still try to play me, silly boy. And I just, you know, after a while, I start getting like, that Palm Beach County start coming out of me. And I, hey, boy. That's five, six, one. Hey, hey, boy. <laughs> I'm not from Georgia. I'm really from Florida. I'm really from Palm Beach County. And you know, Florida people are crazy. So. Yes, I really am. So, huh. But yeah, so. <laughs> yes. Palm Beach County. Five, six, eight in your face. Like, I'm really from Palm Beach. Stop playing with me, sir. I'm not sweet. I'm not one of these peaches. I'm not. Don't play with me. Kind sir. And he really did play with me. And I was just like, mm. And then when I went in, when Chris and I started back dating, um, I went in with the doing, I really did start doing like the insecure. Like I never checked people's phones before. Mm-hmm. But I went in with that kind of stuff, checking phones. Oh, you're not going to play with me. And, and I don't see it. If you're gonna play with me, I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna know. Mm-hmm. So, so that made it really uncomfortable to say the least. But I had to grow up, grow up, and decide uh, what. I'm not gonna choose violence today. I'm not gonna choose violence. And what's the worst could happen if he does? Because I can't control what he do. If he does, what's the worst that's gonna happen? He gonna lose me. That's it. And just move it on. I don't have to. I don't have to control him. I don't have to uh, snoop. We do all that. And that's another reason why I think that like, dating is for grown people. It really is. And if you ain't grown, you shouldn't be doing it. Like no, I think my with my entanglement, like we he would do something that made me want to. Like he's expecting me to curse him out and go off and go crazy. And I'm like, Mm-mm. no. Mm-hmm. I don't do that no more. Do you? I'm grown. Like, we're going to talk about this. This is what you did. This is what you're not going to do. Mm-hmm. This is going to handle the situation from there. And that's it. I don't have to cuss you out. Me cussing you out is going to do what exactly? Like, you, I grew up. I really did grow up out of all these relationships. I'm now a different person. Like, the crazy Debbie Cakes is no longer as crazy. I'm very calm. Like, mm-hmm. there's, I have so much to live for. Right, right, right. So it's like, no, like, I'm not gonna cuss you out. Cuss you out is gonna do what exactly? What am I accomplishing? Saying, "Oh, you's a fuck boy. You's you an idiot. You, you're an asshole. I can't stand you." Like, while we doing this, what good does that bring us? Where does that bring us? Right. Me putting your self esteem down, and you feeling like you got to find somebody else to bring that up, or you know, I'm gonna tell you what you did wrong. We're gonna talk about it, and this is how we're gonna go. This is how we're moving forward. Right. And, that's it. Oh, they don't like that. Oh, when you start setting boundaries and clear boundaries, ooh, that it hurts worse than cursing out. It does. It ooh, does. Some clear boundaries. So, I understand what you did, and that's not acceptable here. So, moving forward, we'll operate within these lines. Anything outside of these lines, we'll lose communication. Yeah. Thanks. Thank oh, you. they don't like that. Thank you. That's from management. Yeah, thanks. Upper management, girl, you have to do that with plenty of people, like family and fr- 
sometimes friends, sometimes family. Yeah, put them in a, you know, kind of put them in a spot and just be like that. And that's it. That comes with age. That You come with age and being assured of yourself, like, it's okay for me to set these boundaries. Uh-huh. And it's, it's really self-preservation and self-love to have healthy boundaries with people. So they can't run over you. But everybody, even my mother, have to have a healthy relationship. Like, say, Mom, mm-hmm. I'm disciplining Noah this way, and you can't say anything about it because this is how I'm disciplining my child, and that's it. Right. Oh, girl. You know, you have the grandparents. They really be feeling like they the parent. They the parent. It's like, no, you had your chance of raising somebody, and this is what you got. Nah. That, let's not get to a whole different topic. It's a whole different podcast. Right, okay? right, right, right. All right, so we're going to wrap it up? Yes, we're going to wrap it up. Y'all, thank you for rocking with us today. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Let me know about y'all relationships, and if you would stay in jail, or stay with a jailbird while he's in jail. Right. Let us know. Or any have y'all experienced that young? Or what is it like dating with kids? Like for you guys, what are some tips that you can give us or give that because Definitely. I don't know. Well, give me two in this relationship too. What, what what can we do? All right. Well, that was our episode of Oh, you, you thought, thought you was wrong. wrong. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>